following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Back to another episode of Pick and Winners. I am Tyler Laurie, and I am joined, as always, by my two co-hosts. First, up in Philadelphia, watching some Big Five basketball currently. Chris Smalls, Angelo Smalls, how are you tonight? Go Al's. Uh, we got about eleven, a little under eleven minutes left in this game, and you know Temple's holding on to five point leads. I'm hoping they can pull it out by the end of this podcast. And we got a little Sixers Raptors action, so it's a good night in the Angelos household. Smalls, why aren't you? Why aren't you at the palestra right now? Oh, uh, it's it's at actually at the Finneran Pavilion, I believe it's called. Couldn't name, I couldn't name any of the other arenas, so I was just going to go with the Palestra. <laughs> right down the street, just a just a Segway ride away for uh, the old mainline chipper here. Do you own so, a Segway uh, scooter? No, I don't. But that was that was such a pretentious thing to say, so I said it, Bart, and I loved it. Yeah, Smalls' family had had season tickets to Nova for years and years and years until they screwed him over, but that's a story for another day. Story for another day. That other voice in a water tank is our other host, Andrew Bart. Bart, up in Maryland, how are you tonight? This is It is not 7 a.m., so we expect some, some high energy from you. Excellent. <laughs> All right, why don't you recap last week uh, before we get into the show? So why don't you what, – what did we do last week? Not good, I don't think. I don't even need to look. Smalls went three and two. There weren't that many Big Twelve games going, so Tyler sucked and went one and four. I did my usual and sucked and went two and three. So that makes us six and uh, six and nine as a unit. Nice. We are no longer winning as a unit on the year, though. If you're smart and do not listen to anything I tell you, you are winning. If you're listening to Tyler and Smalls, yeah, I'm a half game up on Smalls for the uh, podcast lead. If I, I think I'm 39. You're just a game. Up. You're a full game up. You've got one more win, the same amount of losses. Nice full game. Ties don't count for or against you. All right, so let's do it real quick. Bad beats. I have one. Uh, Buffalo, one of the worst beats I, I've taken in a while. And I think I texted both of you that I I was not going to bet at all on Saturday because I knew based on Friday night that I was going to, it was going to be a bad weekend. So Buffalo gave up 20 unanswered in uh, starting with a minute to go in the third to a Northern Illinois team that has averages 19 points a game. So pretty disappointing. Then we had Texas and Oklahoma go under in what was a really fun game. Bama doesn't cover in what was an awesome game. We'll get to that in a second. And then instead of betting on Fresno, the only game I got right, I decided like, ah, I don't have it this weekend. So I didn't bet on Fresno. So it was a really fun weekend, guys, and a weekend where I lost a good amount of money and still had a good time watching football. So maybe that means I'm a football guy. I, I don't know. but uh, You're not going to complain about Clemson and Pitt landing on 52? I don't want to complain about that. Uh, Dabo punting on the plus side of the 50 twice really annoyed the shit out of me and made me really want to anti-sweat Clemson. 
but Pitt just didn't want to score. Like they, they were running the ball down 35 in the fourth quarter with like eight minutes left. So, so I thought that was pretty annoying. Uh, one of my friends who's a big uh, Penn State fan, so that means he's a loser, told me that the game was going to be 42-10 and told me I was an idiot for taking the over. <laughs> right on the number, but he just kept saying over and over again that Pitt was a bunch of losers. And shout out Eric Goldbach, Pitt is a bunch of losers. He was perfectly right about that. And then after the game, Pat Narduzzi said that as <laughs> he would rather play uh, Notre Dame than Central Florida. Like, you're not going to get a chance to play either, Pat, because you guys fucking suck. <laughs> he talked a lot of shit about Notre Dame. He also made sure to, like, overly compliment Clemson and shit on Notre Dame at the same time. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Okay, so obviously ACC title game was probably the worst of the – Power five games. Uh, Big 12 was good. Obviously, the SEC was the best. But, you know, your guys' thoughts from what we saw from the conference championship games. Why don't we start with Georgia, Alabama? Just, you know, amazing game. Jalen Hurts gets his moment in the sun. You know, Smalls, what what did you think this weekend? Yeah, I I watched the game. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Uh, So that's that's the first step, boys. But uh, here's what I saw. And here's what I heard. Georgia's ahead, but Alabama's going to make their comeback. And that's what I was just expecting the whole time. It happened right in front of our our eyes. Our boy Jake Fromm, you know what happened to Jake Fromm? He couldn't manage a lead. That's No, they took the ball out of his hand. Couldn't manage the lead. Listen, you got to make calls. You're now a sophomore. you got to make calls at the line. you got to start taking control of that game. You cannot let Alabama dictate. What they did is they played not to lose. They didn't play to win. That's what happened to Georgia. Tough loss for Georgia, and I'm 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 sick of this narrative that Georgia should be in the college football final four. They have two losses. They're a non-conference champion. Don't have that argument with me. Makes no sense. Alabama dominated. They're the better team. They're going to win the whole thing. That's about my analysis. They certainly didn't dominate. No, this did they dominate the season? Because they they haven't lost the game in college football this year. Oh, the season dominate. last Saturday. Last Saturday, no. I I think that like. Smalls is right, Bart. Like, I, I know that we've had this conversation, but the, the kudos to ESPN for having people get mad online about who was going to be in the college football playoff. Like, there just was no way Georgia was getting in. It just wasn't happening. They, they had an opportunity to get in. They blew a 14-point lead on a neutral field to Alabama. Like, you, you called one of the worst fake punts we'll ever see. I hated the call, but I, I you know, Kirby Smart, like, as a gambler myself and a degenerate, Kirby Smart's the guy that goes to the blackjack table at 4 a.m. with $25 in his bank account and, and bets 25 bucks. I love it. Yeah, but he's betting the 25 and like splitting fives against an ace or something ridiculous. <laughs> what else do you do? What else do you gotta? Why would you put Justin Fields in the game there? Then he blamed his team that they didn't snap it fast enough, but like he puts Justin Fields in the game. You might as well just put a freaking bullseye on his jersey. When you see that they're in safe, why can't you just call a timeout and then actually punt in that situation? I just felt like he sort of lost control of the game at that point. Am I wrong? No. I I just like – so like I don't mind trying to go and and maybe get a quick snap and like Justin Fields can make something happen. But like at that point it was just bad. I also – I'm really happy for Jalen Hurts. I'm a little bit disappointed that now every coach around the country is going to use Jalen Hurts staying oh, yeah. to try to convince kids to stay. Oh. But for Jalen Hurts specifically, you know, it's been a weird year for him. And to get that opportunity against Georgia when he was bad in the championship last year, I thought was awesome. I thought that was The great. coaching Twitter absolutely lit up 
the transfer <laughs> Twitter. It was like, take a look at this dude. Look at this guy. This is the definition. This is why you don't transfer. So dumb and stupid uh, to use an isolated example. But I do agree. Good for Jalen Hurts. Way to stick it out. He did what's right for him. That's the point of this. He did what's right for him. What's right for him is not right sometimes for the next athlete. These are 18 to 22-year-old kids. Get off your pedestal, you 45-year-old Division three schlub, and just worry about yourself, okay? Worry about each kid making a decision for themselves. That's how you do it. Don't get on Twitter and just try to go on your crusade. I think it's stupid. It's tired. It's played out. I, I I agree with that. But also Nick Saban, like, almost crying. That was kind of fun, Bart. We haven't seen emotion from Nick Saban before. Yeah. I don't really want to see emotion from Nick Saban. Who's going to be their next offensive coordinator, Bart, now that Mike Loxley has uh, gone on a greener pastures? You know, that I mean, the role is, like, you're Saban's offensive coordinator, and then the next year you get a Power 5 job. What are the odds he hires Butch Jones? Maybe Urban Meyer. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We will get to Urban Meyer. All right, so so Bama's going to Miami. They play Oklahoma, who manages to you know beat up Texas pretty good in the second half, I thought, in a game that went under. But Kyler Murray, is he going to win the Heisman, Bart? I hope so, but there might be too many voters who voted early or just don't know what they're doing. So that spread opens. Oklahoma as the four seed. is That, that game is much more interesting than Clemson-Notre Dame, but we can get to that in a second. But that spread open or uh, Bama is a 14 point favorite, which seems very high. And then the over the total is 79, which seems really high as well. Cause we don't know what the deal with Tua's ankle is. Yeah. But like, what do you guys, like, what do you guys think? Can Oklahoma beat Alabama? I mean, I, I think they can. Without Tua, definitely with Tua, I still think they have a shot. I mean, you, yeah, if the game's going to get played in the fifties, nobody's better at playing a game in the fifties. The only problem than Oklahoma. is you're getting like four weeks to prepare. And yeah. yeah. I mean, they, no, I, I texted you guys, I think, and like I'm talking out of my ass, right? Because I don't watch a lot of college football. But my idea is like if Oklahoma's offense is as good as everyone says, and I've seen it a couple times, like why why not? They just blow the top off of Alabama, get into a shootout, make Jalen Hurts throw early a lot and often and play from behind. I could see him upsetting Bama, but – you know, again, to Bart's point, I think you just said, like, you give Saban four weeks to prepare. You know his guys are going to be ready. They're going to be locked and loaded. They might shut completely shut down Oklahoma's offense. So, we'll see. Though the last, the last time they lost in the playoffs was a similar situation to this where they were losing Kiffin, switched coordinators. So, I'm not sure what Loxley's going to be doing in terms of the playoff. I think he's supposed to coach, is what I was told. Right. Or, Last time Kiffin coached the semifinals, they got rid of him, and Sarkeesian coached the finals against Clemson. But also, too, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, these teams bother Bama. Like, spread teams, have he they, he struggled against spread quarterbacks. Like, Kyler Murray's electric. Like, he's one of the best players, if not the best player in the country. I am a little bit worried about Hollywood Brown. They expect him to be ready, but it's a foot injury. We haven't really heard a ton about him. And they, I mean, they need that guy. Like, he's awesome. They really need him. Yeah, they don't start practicing until next week, so we'll hear more of that. All right, next game. I believe this game is in Dallas, right? Clemson and Notre Dame. Didn't get to see Notre Dame. Clemson was, they did exactly what was expected. They just, you know, they just crushed Pitt. The game wasn't fun at all. I mean, I think Notre Dame is what, an 11-point dog? That spread to me seems too low, Bart. No, nobody? Nobody? I, I agree, but. It's 
I don't know. It's tough to know how good Notre Dame really is. I think it's telling that they would be, they would have been dogs uh, against every other team, excluding UCF. And and I don't even know what they would have been if you if Vegas you know put a line out of the game with Mackenzie Milton. I just think that that Notre Dame. I mean, they're going to have to have a really good defensive performance. I don't think they can score a ton on Clemson. So, like, I mean, are we going to see a game that's twenty-four to fourteen? It doesn't. That doesn't seem likely to me. Yeah, I don't see that game being so low scoring. Though maybe Notre Dame has trouble against Clemson's defense, but I don't see Clemson being held to twenty-four. Yeah, I don't think so either. Smalls, I mean, you're chomping at the bit to chime in. I'm not, I'm not really chomping at it. There's just so much dead silence for like four seconds. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to jump in, so I try to there. Um, but I forget that Bart is such a deep thinker. Uh, <laughs> here, here's my point. You know, Notre- Sorry, I'm just watching Nova run your, your boys out of the gym. Yeah, it's 50, it's 50 to 47. That is contributing to the silence. That is it's no good. But Nova, no. What am I talking about? Notre Dame? All I want is to see them lose by 50 so everyone can cry and go, oh, we can't win a national championship. And I want Brendan Delaney to drink himself into a drunken stupor for about three days. Well, that'll happen regardless. (laughs) That's a good point. What bothers me a little bit, though, about the playoffs is they're they're not going to go to eight teams. I I just don't see it. But it seems a little bit like this is, what, the second year in a row we've had Oklahoma, Clemson, and Alabama. And Alabama's been in five times. Clemson's been in four out of five it just feels a little played out to me. Uh, it's a little bit disappointing. I, I told Bart this, like Clemson and Alabama may very well be the matchup that everyone wants to see, but outside of Oklahoma, Alabama, I'm not particularly interested in seeing any of the other matchups. Like I just feel like they need to do something a little bit different. And this particular year, to me, there are some teams that are interesting. I certainly didn't want to see Ohio State in, but I could understand like putting Ohio State, putting Georgia in, giving UCF a chance because it, it's really – you know, let's say UCF beats LSU. Like, what are what are a group of five teams supposed to do? But it, it doesn't seem like we're anywhere closer to going to eight teams. I know the, the contract is up. It's a 12-year deal, but they have a clause in the contract to look at it after six with ESPN. So maybe they'll go to six or something and give the top two teams buys and take all the playoff, uh, take all the conference champs and, a, and one at large. But I don't know. Feels a little played out, but I hope these games are good. The other really big, uh, the other really big college football news, Smalls. I'll start with you. Urban Meyer is retiring after the Rose Bowl. He is fifty-four years old. Unbelievable record, eighty-two and nine at Ohio State. But Urban Meyer, assuredly, in my opinion, is a fraud. You like to rant about people that are frauds, so I'll go to you first. Is this the last scene of Urban Meyer? I mean, it's such a joke. Honestly, that, that's he'll really be back within two to three a, years. Yeah, that's the that's the point, and that's. Bart, that's exactly what I'm talking about. He's a complete joke. He's a complete fraud. Cares about only himself and, you know, things start to amp up and get crazy. He's going to take a year off and then go somewhere else or be the Cleveland Browns coach and hopefully be a miserably miserable failure. Uh, no, we don't want to root against Baker. He gave, he gave an interview with Yahoo where he said he couldn't be an NFL ho- head coach. This interview was from like the other day, right? He couldn't be an NFL head coach because they lose too many games. Because like four losses means you did well, and he yeah. couldn't handle that. Yeah, he's like he's a he's a fraud. I, I just don't like the guy. I don't like the guy at all. 
one thing that kills me about Urban is that like people like glorify this guy because he's a great football coach. And like, I want to talk like to young coaches, like don't be Urban Meyer. Like, I know it sounds crazy. Like I'm telling you, try not to be Urban Meyer because he's made a ton of money. He's a Hall of Famer, I'm sure. But like, he's literally a fraud. Like he's too injured to coach now. All of a sudden he gets all these headaches and like the national media is downplaying this, but he wins. He's not getting headaches. Like, I can't stand Urban Meyer. I think he's like you're right, Smalls. I think he's all about himself. Hopefully, Ryan Day is you know does well, but like Urban Meyer to me, like I can take or leave him. I don't want to see him on TV. I do agree that he's probably going to be the USC coach in a year. I, I mean, it's just like this guy. Like we've seen this shit over and over again. They don't make the playoff. Like he said, this year was emotional for Ohio State, and that's why they should have gotten into the playoff because they 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 had to deal with that. Like. It was only emotional because you lied about shit that happened on your staff and tried to cover it up. Yeah. Like, I mean, how how unbelievable is, is Urban Meyer? You know, like how – I can't even think of the word. Like, but it's just like this – he's just a fucking fraud, man. Like, I'm, I'm tired of Urban. Bart, your, your thoughts on Urban Meyer before we get to your favorite NFL head coach? We pretty much covered covered it all. And on what you're about to get into, I might have a different take than you think. All right, so Urban Meyer is not going to Urban Meyer is not going to coach in the NFL, but there is another NFL coaching opening. Uh, Mike McCarthy is mercilessly let go. Uh, they lose outright to the Cards at home, costing a lot of people on this podcast money, but only one person really. If you, if all three of us divided what amount of money it cost, it would still be a substantial amount of money, but it really only cost... It would still be five figures. It only cost Bart a lot of money, but Mike McCarthy gets fired. What do the Packers do from here? Aaron Rodgers is 35 years old, Bart. What, what are we seeing from the Packers? I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers is as good as we've built him up to be. He's won one Super Bowl in his career. He doesn't consistently like dominate that division. And he's such a dick, like, play out the year and tell them we've got to change coaches. Like, McCarthy's not the guy. Don't just openly tank games. Yeah, if he plays really well against Atlanta this weekend. It's, he's going to. It's just it's just like, it's it's sad, you know? I, I just, I don't want to. And then, like, they have a defensive coach who was one of McCarthy's guys, like, sort of call Rodgers out in a tweet. He gets fired that, that day. He got fired. I saw that. The guy, uh, Moss was his name? Yeah. Something Moss. The associate yeah. head coach. Just, I mean, to me, Aaron Rodgers, though, I, I don't think we talk enough about him being a dick. Obviously, like when your own brother calls you out about being a fraud, there's got to be something there. But like, it the just... Rodgers family was correct. Aaron's a dick. It, it just feels like Rodgers did everything he could to get McCarthy fired. And look, I'm not even going to... I'm not going to defend Mike McCarthy. It's pretty clear that they needed to make a change. He, go ahead. Go ahead. He was washed up as a coach. Like he obviously has not been innovative enough and creative enough offensively, but that still doesn't excuse how shitty Rodgers played this week and in some other games also. I mean, he yeah, like I said against against Minnesota, like he was really good for a minute in the first half. Like he had a five minute stretch where he was awesome, and he is still very good. Like don't get me wrong, but. I mean, we didn't see Aaron Rodgers do a lot of he's great stuff. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Drew Brees. He's not Russell Wilson. I could keep naming quarterbacks if he's not better than At least not this year. At least not this no, year. No, for his career. Em- empty, empty calories. He might be more injured than we think, though. Like, the knee injury kind of just, like, disappeared because he played well for, like, a three-game stretch. But that, that may be there. We, we don't know. 
I, I'm interested to see what the Packers do, just because it's pretty clear that you know that he he was pissed that they fired the quarterbacks coach. So like, if you are going to fire Mike McCarthy, and obviously Rodgers is going to be there for the next two or three years, like you have to involve Rodgers in the decision making, right? Because if you know he's capable of doing this, you you can't just hire somebody without talking to him. At least I don't think you can. They have to, but it's unfortunate just because so much of his money is guaranteed. You have to run it by him. Uh, other stuff in the NFL this week. We'll let you talk about this, Smalls. Eagles, Eagles, Redskins. Uh, obviously, Mark Sanchez was in the game, so the result was pretty much a foregone conclusion. But the Birds are now six and six. They go to Dallas this weekend in a battle for the NFC East. It looks like the Eagles have a chance to make the playoffs. They could win the division. They can get a wild card too. You know, what, what are your thoughts moving forward in the NFC? Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty much expected we were gonna we we're gonna win that game. Uh, you know, the Redskins. Number one, they're an afterthought at all times in the division, so it's not even like a big win or you recognize it. And then you have you Mark, beat Mark Sanchez. And then you had Mark. Over and then you had Mark. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I didn't even react to it. I didn't even text you, Bart, because it was such a it was a foregone conclusion at the beginning of the year that it would be the Reds. You you texted you texted one of our other group chats the next morning, like you woke up and like felt better than you had well, in years. Well, I I was juiced. I think that I think they're starting to click. The offensive line uh, looked really good. They look like they're playing um, together and they're on the same page. They're keeping Wentz clean in that game. I think that's really positive. That's why I took away. You know what I you know what I think? Smalls? What's that? Carson Wentz. He's not the quarterback you built him up to be last year. He was a little bit lucky last year. He might not be that good. Well, are you, are you, is your name Tyler Lurie? That's what it I've been saying. Guy, it is a guy that you have to remember came back from uh, you know ACL surgery, an ACL injury. Okay, if he's, if he's not ready to play, he shouldn't be on the field. Well, you know what? I think he's a better option regardless uh, than Nick Foles, even when he's not full. Percentage? This game on Sunday is going to be the Eagles 2018 funeral. I do think he will get he, – he's going to be clicking on all levels on Sunday. Leighton Van Der Esch, Sean Lee, and Jalen Smith to destroy the Eagles. That's, this is the great part, though. This, this is the great part because that's exactly what's great about this. People like Bart and like Cowboys fans, you know, they're, they're emotional right now. And when people's voice start getting raised and they start talking over you and all that stuff, you know, you're, they're nervous. That's when you know you step on their throat. That made me more confident hearing Bart squirm. They struggled against Mark Sanchez for three quarters. What, how, what do you mean we struggled? What do you, we, we gave up 36 yards against Mark Sanchez. What? That game was way too close. That game was close? How was that game close, Bart? What game were you watching? Because I was there, and it, what, we, there was no doubt at any point in that game. That's not true. When Wentz, when Wentz threw the red zone pick, it, it definitely was. It had some closeness. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> it's Mark Sanchez. I mean, I, I I agree with you, Smalls, but I, I am I, I will defend the Redskins for a second. Like when Norman picked Wentz in the end zone, like there was a chance that they could lose that game, like for sure. I really didn't think so. I don't think Mark Sanchez could have scored because he couldn't move the ball at all. So Peterson could have broke another long run. They knew yeah, he was running on the first carry and he still broke yeah, it. He could have got another. They could have missed the complete hold call again. But you know what? Peterson had less than ten yards after that. Because he didn't break a hundred, so it didn't. That's because Mark Sanchez was the quarterback. 
He had like seven rushes after that too, though. That's the other thing to keep in mind. He, he, he had eight rushes for 98 yards. You play yards. the game. You play in who the opponent in front of you. And that's what the Eagles did. They're going to do it next week. They're going to win. They're going to be 7-6. and six, And they're going to be in the driver's seat. And that's fine. No, if, if they're 7-6, and six, uh, I, I still think they're a dog to win the division. But they can make the walk. Yeah, but they can. That, that's Okay, that's the other thing I was going to say. So this Vikings-Seahawks game is actually huge for the Eagles as well. They need the Seahawks to win. Exactly. They can afford to, they could lose to Dallas if the Seahawks win this weekend. But if, if Kirk manages to somehow win in prime time <laughs> yeah. in Seattle and the Eagles lose, it's, it's going to be very, very tough. Yeah, it's almost impossible. So they have to win. They'll have to lose. The Panthers have to continue to. So I need to be rooting for the Vikings, is what you're telling me? No, they need to, yes. really you need to root for the Browns, honestly. The Browns is the biggest thing. Because like the Seahawks are gonna make I, I think the Seahawks are gonna be a wild card regardless. But the Panthers is another one, because the Panthers are six and six right now as well, but they have the tie break with the Eagles. So really we need the Browns. I there there's some interesting games this weekend because of that. Let's go to uh we'll we'll get back into that in picks, but let's go to fades real quick before we get to picks. What do you got, Smalls? Yeah, I'm actually gonna fade uh you know and again, going back to my Philadelphia, but right after the game, I'm fa- I'm fading the Philadelphia sports radio dummies. And what I'm talking about, I'm listening to WIP, and I'm listening to you, career update guy Rob Cherry, Fat Rob Cherry, talk on the radio, and he's saying how he, he doesn't understand. It doesn't make any sense that Doug Peterson went for two. They were they scored the touchdown up seven. Doug Pearson goes up two to make the game two possessions in the fourth quarter. Are you that worried Mark Sanchez is going to drive the field and get a two-point conversion? That's that's exactly my point. You have Mark Sanchez, so there's no way he's going to score twice. So he's not going to score score once. So if you score the two, you end up winning the game right there. I actually think I, I think teams should go for two up seven much more often than they do. So my fade isn't necessarily saying you can disagree with my point with that point of view or the numbers that say that's a great move, but you can't say that you don't understand or you can't see the other side of something because in reality the statistics and the numbers tell you that's absolutely what you do in that situation. That team, the majority of the time, even if they score the Redskins, they're going to kick for the tie. So you're going to be tied. You go for two. And you're going to win the game. You win the game 100% because Sanchez is the quarterback. Especially, especially in that situation. I, yeah, in that situation specifically, and that's how you do it. So I'm fading sports radio. I think they're dumb. I think they're idiots in Philly, most of them. And they don't know how to analyze a game outside of their own little brains. They love controversy. I think Doug Peterson I think Doug Peterson has had a rough year, to be totally honest with you. I think the play calling hasn't been amazing. Yeah, but he has a Frank Reich. Reich. He has a really good... I mean, you either have the Eagles either have a great analytics department or Peterson has a really good feel for like when to go for it on fourth down and what to do in terms of kicking field goals, kicking extra points, going for two. I mean, he he's as aggressive as there is in the league, and it seems like he he makes the right decisions more often than not. So I, I do give kudos to Doug Peterson. He does look like an idiot with his stupid visor. Mrs. Frank Reich, I'll tell you that much. I have a I have another I have a coaching fade as well. Uh, I want to fade Big Ten football coaches, specifically Pat Fitzgerald in this situation. Uh, one one thing, I, I, I didn't watch the Big Ten title game, and then on Sunday I was uh, on the elliptical, you know, fat guy move, going on the elliptical on Sunday morning, and a replay of the Big Ten title game was on, and 
it was like the third quarter. Uh, Ohio State's up thirty-one. Uh, Ohio State's up thirty-one twenty-one. Driving. They had just kicked a field goal. Now Northwestern has the ball. They drive it down inside the ten. It's like fourth and three on the three yard line, and Pat Fitzgerald kicks a field goal to make it thirty-one twenty-four. My problem with guys like Pat Fitzgerald, and I think you can also put Jim Harbaugh on this, is like you have to understand that Ohio State, you're not going to beat them kicking field goals. You're not going to win the Big Ten title game kicking field goals. So obviously they kick a field goal at 31-24. They end up losing the game 45-24. to I just want to know what went through Pat Fitzgerald's mind to be like, yeah, we're gonna, we'll kick a field goal right here, go down seven, and then we're going to get stops and, and get the ball back and have an opportunity to get another touchdown. Like at some point, I think coaches just need to stop playing it so safe. Like the same thing with Harbaugh like against Ohio State as well, you have to play differently against them. You have to make your coaching decisions differently in a vacuum, I think, because you 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 can't coach the same against Ohio State because they can really score it. So like Harbaugh, it's like two wide receivers, a tight end, a fullback, and a running back, and you're down fucking 27 points. Like I don't understand how these guys are considered to be great football coaches because they can win eight, nine games, you know, with playing a Big Ten schedule, but they can't beat Ohio State. It's To me, it's like, all these schools in the Big Ten are, are stupid. And if I was, you know, hiring in the Big Ten, I, I don't know why. Like Mike Loxley, for example, I, I get why Maryland hired him. He's a D.C. guy. Like he can really recruit. But like hire someone who's going to run a really innovative offense, not somebody who's 2-26 and 26 in their head coaching career. Because if you're going to beat Ohio State, like you have to coach differently. So I just – Pat Fitzgerald. The other thing and my, my favorite thing for years and years and years, Dr. Pepper Halftime Show – they have got to outlaw the chess pass. Like, make these people get up and throw a football pass through the Dr. Pepper thing. Otherwise, it just, it's, it's so dumb. The Dr. Pepper halftime show used to be awesome. Now it's just lame. Yeah, that's, that's all. That, that is, I, also, my never favorite part of that more. now is after whoever wins, they immediately thank God or Jesus and then Dr. Pepper. And nobody else. Yo, that's one thing. I want someone to go, like, just be like, I want to thank Satan. Uh, just thank thank the Underlord for, you know, everything. <laughs> without without him, this is impossible. What, and, about, thanking, what about thanking your opponent for sucking? Like, what about that? <laughs> like, what about just being like, I want to thank, you know, Jenny because she only threw it through twice. Like, it. What, you know, I just – the Dr. Pepper Halftime Show used to be so – it used to be awesome. And now they got like Mike Golick Jr. out there in Dallas. Like he's wearing his cable knit sweater. Like it's so weird. I don't know. Bart, you you got a fade for us? Yeah. Uh, I was going to do the Dr. Pepper halftime show, but you did that. I thought you were going to let that one go. We talked about this one. How about let me fade Southwest's pre borders? So I have a flight home on Monday afternoon, 8. A22, pretty elite boarding position. There must have been 30 to 40 people on that plane before I got on, and there were no A1 to one A1 to A15s. It's unbelievable. It's it's one of my least favorite things. I love Southwest, but it's like so ridiculous when you just watch people. It's like 27 kids are walking on. Like Philip Rivers' family, they're all getting pre-boarding. Him and his nine kids. Yeah, making sure to get the front row, the exit rows, all the prime seating. To to that point, too, planes, like, I don't know if I faded this on the podcast before, but people, like, when you're getting out of the plane, right, and you're 20 rows back, you just have to wait in your seat, right? Yeah, why do you stand up immediately like that's going to matter? I had this one lady stare. I was on the aisle, and I just sat there. I was, it was 24 rows back, and she was staring right in my face right next to me. You know what Smalls did? Didn't flinch. 
Didn't, <laughs> didn't crack. No sweat down. I just stood there solid. And I blocked the whole way. And we waited. Because you know what? You can't get in front. Or else you're an asshole. And I hate planes. You're also an asshole if you just stand there, though. I had, I had a flight home probably a year or two back where the guy refused to move after it was our turn to go because he was upset that I chewed, I chewed gum during the flight. That's pretty funny. Smalls, you remember our uh, radio tech at Temple, uh, I believe his first name was Chet. I won't say his (laughs) last name, but we would fly private where, where was it Chet Walker? No, not Chet, not Chet Walker. Chet, Um, yes. We have good stories. YouTube that one if you do not get the reference. He would stand up on charter flights. The flight would land. It'd be only the team on there. It wouldn't be anywhere to go. He's going on the same bus as all the rest of us, and the bus isn't leaving until everyone's on it. And he would immediately stand up and grab his radio equipment and get in the aisle. There's just some people who just don't understand social etiquette or were never taught it and just don't don't have that ability. And it's... You know, that's another thing. Like, our admire, it's really sad to see in our world, and I think it needs to be corrected. You know, that's the next sub- subject in school, social cues and etiquette by Smalls. All right, we'll do that one on next week's episode. Uh, this is the last week of the college football regular season, only one game this weekend. So that means I'm going to have to pick uh, NFL games, which sucks. So oh, yeah. let's Let's go into picks. Smalls, why don't you start? I'm sure you're picking your games right now. Uh, no, I actually picked them about 15 minutes ago while we were in the middle of talking about Mike McCarthy. Three and two guarantee. 100%. Make, three your, and two. 100%. make your 0.8 units off Smalls picks. <laughs> 0.8 units every week. So right away, and I'm sure you guys have this pick, but I had it right out. Um I have the Packers minus five at home against the Falcons. No, I don't have that pick. I'm not picking a Joe Philbin coach team. No Out, chance. I, it's not Joe Philbin coach. Come on. Aaron Rodgers has – he's going to take over the offense. He's running hurry up. He's calling all the plays. That's what's going on. He's slinging it deep. He's going to dominate this game in Lambeau. They're going to win. They're going to rejoice. Hopefully no overreaction. Joe Philbin doesn't get hired as the next coach, but that's what's happening. Can My I ask you guys a question real quick? Yeah. Who is in charge of hiring the coach for the Packers? Like, do they call every so, yeah. person that bought? Oh, so it's not everybody that like bought a share of the team for like a hundred. Yeah, it's this. That's one of the dumber questions you ever asked us. No, I I get where you are going, but to answer it seriously, they did just do this last year where this CEO and I forget his name is making all of these the uh, essentially the final decision on everything. Where it, in the past it hasn't been linked like that. So that that's recent. Oh, all right, that that makes sense. I just was I wanted to make a joke about the Packers being. Yeah, sorry, I killed your joke. <laughs> all right, I've got uh, I've got two picks in my first game. It's the only college game I have to pick it. I said this last week: Army Navy under. Uh, it opened at forty two, which I already have wagered units on, but it's forty, I believe, at this exact moment. And then I'm also taking Army minus seven. Army's just way way better than Navy. I know it's a rivalry game, but it feels like Army can't stop anyone, and, or Navy can't stop anyone, and Army's going to try to unload on them. Uh, Navy's 102nd in simple rating system, 89th and O, 109th and D. Army's 39th in simple rating system. And in the last 10 meetings of this game, under 40 is 7-3. and three. Army hasn't scored more than 23 points in this game since 2001. This is going to be 24-10. to 10. We're getting an under of 40, and we're getting Army minus 7. Beat Navy. Bart? Smalls, give us two picks after this. I've also got Army Navy under 40 and the Packers minus five. Aaron Rodgers is such a dickhead. He's probably going to throw for like 400 yards and four or five TDs this week. 
The Falcons suck. The Packers suck. But Rodgers is is going to play well to just make McCarthy look bad. You have wait. You have Ari Navy under forty and the Packers minus five. Great. Yes, we're going zero and fifteen this week. Let's do it, boys. Smallest two picks. Oh uh, no, I'm definitely going three and two, boys. So just just throw it down. But yeah, I got two of the next picks. And, you know, this is pretty simple. Um, we talked about it earlier. I'm taking the Giants on the road, favored by three and a half points. Giants are playing a little better. The Redskins, you know, they just don't have – unfortunately, they just don't have a quarterback. I mean, Mark Sanchez is not going to yeah, help Josh them. Johnson. Uh, yeah, Josh Johnson is going to back up Mark Sanchez here. It's just bad. I, I feel like Saquon Barkley, you know, the offense is doing a little better despite Pat Shermer trying to blow every game that he's ahead in. They're going to win this game. Uh, they're going to run away with it, and that's how it's going to roll. And then I'm going to take uh, the Saints favored by eight points on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know that's a lot of points on the road, 1 o'clock in Tampa. This game is guaranteed to hit because it's the worst pick Smalls has made all year. So it's guaranteed to, to win. So I don't yeah, they think- lose at home, so they're going to go into Tampa and cover the eight. Yes, I to- to- totally agree. I think it's like – they, it woke them up a little bit, and Sean Payton's going to be throw. Drew Brees is going to be thrown everywhere. Sean Payton's going to be dialing it up. Plus, uh, no one cares about my fantasy team, but I got big Saints players, and I think they're going to dominate this week. A little good juju. I think like like Jameis's career numbers against the Saints are like amazing. They're like way better. It's like it's like against the it's like against the Saints and against the Falcons. Jameis is good against everyone else. He sucks. Uh, I've got a number of ones to choose from. Does anyone have the bet online open in front of them right I now? I want to guess. What's, what's the Denver line? Well, that's four, four points. All right, so I'm going to go Denver minus four. Uh, it was five and a half, and I was like, what the hell happened? And I realized Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles, I believe, today. Yes. So like one of the things that you always want to do is take a team on the road giving points when their best player gets hurt. But Denver's our guys. There's a path to the playoffs. San Francisco's trying to lose games. Denver fifth in DVOA, riding a hot streak. They have a real path to the playoffs, one of the easiest schedules remaining. I don't really like taking road favorites, but this spread is really low for a team quarterback by Nick Mullins that wants the first overall pick. Anytime you can bet against Nick Mullins and Jeff Wilson, you should be okay. I, I just, I just like to me, like Denver is their, their offense is not their strength to begin with. Like I just feel like they win this game, like. 24 to 17 i just don't see how san francisco is going to win i am it's honestly though it's pretty stunning that emmanuel sanders is worth one and a half points in vegas because this line was five and a half at like 5 p.m and then that news came out and it was four i wanted to know if it dropped more than that but all right bart my third one me and smalls must be drinking the same water anytime you can bet against mark sanchez you do it the giants minus three and a half on the road I just don't know how the Skins are going to score any points. Like, I don't see them getting over 10 points in this game. Like, Eli, uh, Odell, and Barkley are going to put up enough points to cover that spread. Unless if Eli just throws a bunch of picks, which is One thing that was killing me about Monday night, by the way, guys, was Booger McFarlane and Jason Witten just over and over again saying Mark Sanchez only, like, only knew 15 plays. Like, was that not the most... But but one of them was that awesome reverse to Jameson Crowder. I thought they signed Mark Sanchez because he had familiarity with what they do. Like what what the heck was that? It was like oh yeah, you got to shrink the playbook now. You can't do this. And then yeah, they run a they run a reverse where he's like play action faking it and then pitching it back to Crowder in a big moment. Like that was so stupid. 
All right, all right. Yeah, you guys are gonna hate me, hate hate this pick. Um, so sounds like an Eagles really... Eagles minus three and a half or plus three uh, and a half. No, nah, no, nah, unfortunately not. And they're getting three and a half, but um, I'm actually taking the Browns at home, getting a point. I have this also. Panthers. I don't. The Panthers are just trending down, and you know what? Baker Mayfield had a really tough game against the Texans. Feeling a bounce back at home. I think they win this game. I think the Panthers are dead in the water. Cam Newton throws another three or four picks this week. I'm taking the Browns, baby. I'm doing it. I, I'm sacrificing myself to the worst part of the world. But I agree. I've Browns. got I've got the same pick. The Panthers, I believe, have lost four in a row. Cam's shoulder clearly is not right when they're taking him out of the game on the last Hail Mary because he couldn't get it there on the one before that. I've also got the Browns plus one. This is a guy that literally legendary arm strength too. Yeah. Like when he's healthy, he he can throw it he a was freaking mile. Yard short. Yeah, that was bad. They t- I mean, it was smart of them to take him out. Uh, all right, so you guys, so I'm giving one. I'm going to take the Raiders plus ten and a half. It seems insane to do that. They are trying to lose games. John Gruden is probably the worst coach in the NFL. But <laughs> Carr is not trying to lose. However, he let us know that. They've they've not lost any of their last three by more than seven. Uh, I I am a little bit worried. Maybe the number is better, 51.5. Oakland's given up like 35 points per game at home, 34, I believe. But I just think like Ben is not very good on the road. It's just like they they don't have James Conner. I don't even know who their running back is. I had to ask my friend. Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels, maybe some Steven Ridley. Also tight end eligible if you play in a Yahoo Fantasy League. Nobody cares. This team, like, it feels like Pittsburgh is, like, one crushing loss away from, like, just really blowing it up. Like, it it feels like the team hates each other. Roethlisberger's miserable. Somehow I just feel like Oakland's going to, like, the game's going to be, like, 41-35 or something. But let's let's take Oakland and a big spread at home when, like, John Gruden's so stupid he'll want to win this game. Uh, Smalls, your fifth, I think? Well, my fifth, boys, uh, Bart called it. Taking my birds, getting three and a half. Listen, the season the season rides on this game. You gotta take, you gotta take them. You gotta give them all the good juju. The birds, to me, are about to click all over on offense. I think the Cowboys are coming off, you know, a big time emotional victory. And yeah, they're at home. But listen, hungry dogs right now. That's the birds. We're gonna win. We're gonna win the division. Super Bowl, here we come. All right, my last one. I'm fairly confident Bart has this game too. We have not talked about it. I've obviously got the Seahawks minus three on Monday night at home against the Vikings. It's Kirk Cousins in prime time for the third time in four weeks. Like, what else do we need to know? Seattle doesn't lose at home. Minnesota, like Kirk, just loses games like this. It's a game he has to win, and, and it's just a tough place for him to play. They they stunk it up against the Patriots. I'm just I got the Seahawks minus three. The spread's too low. This should be seven. Seriously, Bart. I don't have this game, but the game I picked reminds me of me attending a Temple St. Joe's basketball game in probably 2010-2011, dubbed the funeral. Tyler, do you believe? What am I? What am I? What do I believe in? I believe the Eagles are dead, Tyler. Cowboys minus three and a half. That defense is going to destroy Carson Wentz, Josh Adams. And all those bum receivers. Minus right. Golden Tate is pretty Look good. Look at the emotions. Oh, man, I feed off emotions. I eat tears. I can smell you. I can Zeke, smell you crying. Zeke's hungry. 
I'm going to send you Zeke eating gifts mm. all Sunday Dude. afternoon. I love it. He love wants it. to eat. This is how I survive. None of you guys play for either of the teams, so I'm not sure what the hell Smalls is talking about. He ain't strapping on the, the helmet. Oh, you think I'm not putting on a helmet on Sunday and I'm running into trees pretending they're Cowboys? You're absolutely insane. I throw off. This is a 425 game, right? Like, this is yes. game of the American yeah. game of the week. Yep. Oh yeah, I don't. Maybe I, I might watch just to just to contribute to the trolling. I'm I'm probably just rooting for neither team. But <laughs> let's see if if Dallas wins, it's win win because they have to keep idiot Jason Garrett another season, and they might be dumb enough to pay Dak a giant extension. Win win. What do you mean? What do you mean they might be dumb enough? Like Jerry Jones is paying Dak a hundred million dollars. Like you're Perfect. insane. You do you think there's a chance he doesn't do that? Like. I mean, it's just the, the the smarter thing would be to pay Dak and get rid of Jason Garrett. But if you're going to pay Dak $100 million and keep Jason Garrett, like, they stink. Uh, all right, recap your pick. This, this week in the NFL should be a lot of fun. There's a lot of games that really matter. And a lot of crappy teams are starting to play well. So, Well, I'm going to run down them. Packers minus five, Giants minus three and a half, Saints minus eight, the Browns getting a point, and the Birds getting three and a half on the road. 425, be there. All right, I've got uh, Army-Navy under 40 and Army minus 7 on Saturday at Lincoln Financial Field. I've got the Denver Broncos minus 4 at San Francisco. I've got the Raiders plus 10 at home versus the Steelers. And I've got the Seahawks minus 3 at home against that loser, Kirk Cousins. Bart? I love hearing Seahawks minus 3 against that loser, Kirk Cousins. Thank you. Army Navy under forty, Packers minus five, Giants minus three and a half, Browns minus or Browns plus one, excuse me, and my lock of the week, Dallas minus three and a half. It's a it's a get right game for uh it can't be a get right game for Dallas. They're coming off a long It's my get right game, my personal 2018. I don't don't know what the first half total will be, but teams coming off of Thursday to Sunday games have traditionally started a little bit slower, at least this year. So the first half under in the Cowboys Eagles might be something to look out for if you're looking for a trend. One other thing I would say, uh, I like the Packers and the Falcons 2019 wins total overs. I don't know what they're going to be. So as Bart told me to do, send yourself an email that comes in August so you can uh, bet those totals because I'm quite sure those teams will win a lot more games than Vegas expects. Uh, that's it for us this week. Thanks, as always, for listening. If you do want to enter the pick contest, it, you have one week left to try to win. Uh, next week, the first round of bowl games, we will announce the winner. Uh, other than that, listen to me on the Underdog NBA show with Andrew Gallison talking about different stuff in the NBA every Thursday. And I hope everybody picks winners this weekend. We are Create Your Shot on Twitter, Create Your Shot Pod on Instagram, Create Your Shot on Facebook, Create Your Shot at gmail.com. Reach out to us with anything you want to hear. We only got a couple weeks of this left. It has been a ton of fun so far. But thanks as always for listening. And I hope everybody picks winners this weekend.